This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Drum roll, please. Gordon, we have a special announcement. It begins tomorrow night. Gordon and I will introduce our fantasy football segment. Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. I like that, Gordon. Yeah, I like it. Big time production. Big time production. Man, this is this is impressive. We don't play here. No. Well, we play fan I play fantasy, so that yes, that'll you do. help. But yeah, that's absolutely. Uh, a lot of production into the uh, Oh, come on, segment. you know. Absolutely. So we'll do it tomorrow night starting at ten thirty. And we'll do it every Tuesday. Every Tuesday night, yes. And All that's right. a good night, right? For, for uh, it folks is trying a good night because that's times? generally the night before, you know, that's when you're getting your waiver wire or you're, you're figuring out what you're going to bid on uh, this player or that player to pick them up from the waiver wire. And, you know, already week one, there's plenty of people, plenty of teams. You know, if you got Dak Prescott, maybe you're going to drop Dak Prescott because he's not yeah. going to be around for a while. You got to go pick somebody up. So, yeah, that's the night you want to be uh, ready to roll and, and know who you're going to pick up and who's worthy of getting picked up. Yeah, so we're going to try to give you some tips to help you out in your various leagues. And, Gordon, there's so many different leagues. This, I mean, it's, oh it, it's crazy the amount. I mean, if, if men put this much time into their careers as they put into these fantasy leagues, we'd all be running the world, Larry. There's no question about that. So we're going to do a little fantasy football segment for you every Tuesday night, beginning tomorrow night here on ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. All right, let's get to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go with... Let's go with Chris in Manhattan. Chris, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. What's up? <laughs> Good evening, Larry. Good evening, Gordon. How are you? Chris, what's going on, man? Uh, well, well now I'm, I'm actually good. Um, I, I'm not sure where to start. Uh, I'll use my active listening skills because I know you guys first were talking about. Uh, let me get to the, the, the positive. The one thing I didn't really, really hear you talk about in terms of the negative was parts of the Jets' defense. Larry already knows how I feel about the free safety out there. Um, but uh, I'll also say that I was impressed with uh, the draft class. Uh, the draft class is a uh, play yesterday uh, from this year. Uh, I thought they all played well. And when you come out of uh, a game talking about, wait, I want to see more of that guy talking about Garrett Wilson, and that gets to the first thing uh, that I think that I picked up on was some possible questionable um, personnel groupings. Uh, there's a part of me that wants to, you know, some I don't know, somebody just tell me why I'm seeing more of Lawrence Cager than I am of Garrett Wilson and C.J. Ozama. I have no answers. I literally, <laughs> I literally, I literally, I, I, I was asking people on Twitter last night where we were all talking about, and I'm like, was was CJ Ozama hurt? It's probably blocking. Um, <laughs> I mean, even if he was, even if he was blocking, I mean, it seemed like I saw a lot of Lawrence Cager, who, if I'm not mistaken, was the fourth tight end, not the third. Rucker, if I'm not mistaken, was the third, but. Um, the song, you know, when you got, you know, when you're talking about uh, some of the comments that um, we heard maybe from the head coach, um, the song uh, by Run DMC right now keeps ringing in my head, Talk Too Much. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I know you don't have the cachet um, because what I really want to hear is, you know, a short, look, we're going to get it fixed and we're on to Cleveland. And I, de- I said to a friend of mine, and I was in this mode last week when people were talking about Salah and how he gave out information about, oh, Zach was going to play on a Tuesday, and now all of a sudden he's not. Who cares? That wasn't going to help you against Baltimore, and you see what happened. We worried about too much about the noise and not about the opponent. So what? I, and, I, and I said to a friend of mine, I'm looking at everybody this week to see who's engaged in the noise, and I want to see how quickly people talk about getting to these Cleveland Browns because you really want to go one-on-one. You think it's hot right now. Get hmm. caught up in all that extra noise and not really be prepared and not get that O-line fixed for Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett, and you're going to have Denzel Ward back there. Because if you were looking like that against Justin Houston and Owe, you might have some problems protecting whoever's playing quarterback. I know you guys are talking about um, the difference. For me, the trade-off with Flacco and any other quarterback. And if you get this traveler, you're in trouble. Um, you may have more more mobility it, uh, to get you out of pressure. My thing is with the younger quarterback is the, the decision-making when you're facing constant pressure. Yeah, I hear what it, you're saying, it, Chris. But you know what? And thanks for the phone call, my friend. I'm going to tell you this. Um if they don't fix that offensive line, you can't expect Flacco to stand back there because he can't move. He's not going anywhere. So either he's got a – and you can't – Gordon, I think the the average time that he it got to him was like two, two point some seconds. I mean, even time to throw. I mean, sometimes he got hit when he, he stood back there, and as soon as he got back to his stance, he got hit. You're going to have to find a way to get some mob, some mobility – Either you're going to have to either roll him out or do something if that offensive line is not good. You're going to have to. You can't You can't have him stand back there the way he did against Baltimore and, 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 and just take the beating he did. It's not going to work. Well, I just remember when Wilson first got hurt that the head coach said that he was confident because they got three starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the case, and, and and that's the way that one of them looked, and the the one guy's hurt, and that's the way the other one looked. Well, then maybe it is time to start looking at what number three's got to get because it can't get like I I think that with with Joe Flacco, there's a a, a smaller range. It will not look maybe as bad as it could with Mike White. You know, Mike mm-hmm. White very inexperienced. It could get really ugly, but you know what? At least I have something there where at least I think that there's the possibility of something being good, uh, right. if that makes any sense. Like yes. it, it, the range of outcomes might be wider, but I have more uh, hope in terms of his upside than I do with Joe Flacco at this point. Well, what you have here is I think it allows you to do some other things with your quarterback, right? It allows you to, to possibly, you know, it, yeah. you get a you chance to run. Out, you can move around. You could do some things with him. And you, you know, know what? It gives you that if, if he goes out there and he's he's worse than what it looked last week, worse, well then you can go back to Joe Flacco. Then what does you it matter? Go back to Flacco. Right. Exactly. This is not. This is not like this is Zach Wilson no. looking like this, and you're like, okay, well, no. God, what are we gonna do? Of course not. 
You can go back. See, that's why I had no problem pulling them yesterday. Yeah. Because I could always go back to him. Exactly. I could always go back. To, I had no problem. Now I get it. It's it's week one, and it shows panic, and you sure. get all the all the other stuff. Why you wouldn't do it? I understand that. But because it's two and three, I got no problem. If, if white doesn't work, I'll go back to Flacco. What do I care? I'm just right. trying to buy. I'm just trying to buy time and get some wins, steal some wins until I get my starter back. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah, Chris was saying about songs. To me, that was uh, if I had to come up with a song for yesterday's performance, it was Aerosmith, the same old song and dance, man. It felt mm. like the same old. You could, if you had showed me those highlights, and you know, I couldn't tell who the players were and what year. It could have been at any point the last five years. It was there was nowhere. At no point did you think the Jets were going to win that game. No, not at all. And the defense was good. We said that the defense was good. First half was really yeah, good. First half it held up, and I thought they did a good job with um, you know con- containing uh, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He didn't get out and run wild on them, and nope. uh, you know the receivers didn't go out and run wild on them. So they did a nice job of the first half, but. You know, maybe part of that was that the Ravens realized, you know what, the Jets ain't scoring any points today. So yeah. let's just be careful. Let's not get too crazy with different things. And then when we mm-hmm. have to open it up, we can open it up. Yeah, because they knew they weren't going to do anything. But, uh, you know, listen, Gardner played well. Didn't get beat. Didn't no, get beat. No, he looked good. Yeah, absolutely. Looked good. So, so you know, from the defensive side, that that's the one thing that if you're a Jet fan, you say, you know what? <laughs> Right. Thank you. There's not anything else, right? There's nothing, There's nothing else. else. The co- if this were the Emmys, that would, the defense would win the Emmy, but there would be no other nominees. None. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Gwen, you believe it? Denver fumbles well, twice. Welcome, welcome to gambling, Larry. This is, this is why they call oh. it gambling. I mean, the, the Broncos oh. in the red zone tonight were a disaster. I mean, we talked about the, the Titans have to be kicking themselves. Oh my God. The Broncos got to be kicking themselves after losing this game. So, on cover five, I have Denver winning, and they lose by one. I have New Orleans winning, and they win by one. And Indianapolis and Atlanta, what, they tie? Yeah. <laughs> How is Indianapolis not – Atlanta is not good, Gordon. No. They're not good. No, there was a lot of teams that were not supposed to be oh. good that were actually halfway decent in week one. Oh, week one is the outlier. It's the worst. It's yeah, the worst. It is tough. It's the worst. It is tough. It really but is. But you know what? Here's the thing. Like, the more information you get, it won't. the worse get, it gets. The, the results won't get any better. <laughs> I, can, right. I can speak from experience. <laughs> That's for sure. But football fans, sign up for Cover 5 anyway. It's a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun and compete against your friends, your rivals, and your favorite 987 ESPN hosts. Pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread throughout the regular season will win $1,000. Weekly prizes of $100 will also be awarded. Join the 987 ESPN League with code NY22 on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. That's NY22. It's as easy as one, two, free. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full details. Gordon, do we have to do this all season? I'm done already. Well, look, if, if people want to, you know, they can show us up. It's not going to be hard. You can just <laughs> go to the Cover 5 app. NY22 is, is the league that we're in. Yes. And uh, sign up today. It, you, yes. you can have some fun. Say, look, those two guys on the radio right now at night, we're, we're, look at how much better I'm, I am at picking games than they are. And besides, you have a chance to win $1,000. We do not. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'll say this. You know what? I looked at the app today, and I yes. didn't have a great week. I think I went two and three. Mm-hmm. You and I were both in front of the three guys on the case show. I know no that way. I couldn't find Rick or Dave. I don't know. Maybe wow. they're using aliases. Maybe they don't <laughs> want anybody to know. But the three guys, on the, Don, Peter, Michael, they were all pretty close together, and we were ahead of all of them. Wow. 
That makes me feel a little bit better. See? Makes me feel a little bit. Boy, you, you, you continue to bring people together, Gordon. See, and, and I think earlier today you were in like 300th place, which yes. doesn't sound good. No, But it there are like 1,200 people in it. So I'm in the upper third. Yeah. You, you know, if this, was, if this were college, that's a pretty good grade. Boy, you talk about making numbers fit. <laughs> Liars, dirty liars, and statisticians, Larry. Oh, I feel, I feel, like, I feel like I'm an analytics person right now. <laughs> you be careful. You know, the cashman might be calling you. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Uh, I guess, I guess uh, that Robert Sala is going to have to take a receipt of uh, Peyton Manning. Yes, he will. Yeah, he's on, yes, he's he on the list. You made Absolutely. the list, buddy. He's, he's, he's at the head of the list right now. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you were watching the end of this Broncos-Seahawks game, Larry. But yes, I, I was. Nathaniel Hackett, uh, I, he did not exactly. Talk about clock management. Yeah, the Coach of the Year award is not. Uh, I would not be expecting that, clearing out a place on the mantle for that award. No, calls in the second. Go sixty-four yard field goal. Are you kidding me? Are Why you kidding would, me? It was right fourth now? and five. Why wouldn't you just go for it? it yes. Like, yeah, they, it just looked like everybody froze, and uh, I don't know. And they had to call the timeout to get the field goal crew on the. On yeah, the it, it it didn't look uh, it oh. didn't look good, and and uh, Russell Wilson was walking off the field like nodding to the guys, like, "Yeah, we got it, guys. Yeah, we're, we're good." Yeah, it's a sixty-four yard field goal. <laughs> And he even got a warm-up try. They called a timeout. You know, yeah, like they he do missed the it bad that one, too. He missed that one terribly. The second one, he just missed. It was a 64-yard field goal. Yeah. Could be on the moon. It's, I get <laughs> Seattle, but no, it's not. It's not what you want. Not what you want. That, no, was, that, was, that was. And it was a good week for rookie head coaches. It was. Week one. It was. It really it was. It's almost like Nathaniel Hackett cleared that all out. He took God. all the good away after that performance. Oof, that was an ugly way to lose a game for the for the Broncos. It's, it's brutal. And I mean, and listen, I don't know what they did at halftime, but Geno Smith was not the same Geno Smith in the no. second half that yeah, he was that in was, the first that half. That was more Geno Smith. Yeah, but he was he was still he was okay. But he I mean, still didn't he he turn the ball over. He didn't give things he didn't, away. Yeah, he didn't he didn't give it away. No, look good for Gino. You know it is absolutely. I'm happy for him. I He'd wonder where I K M Polly. What is his name? I K M Polly. Yeah. What was the guy's yeah, name? Yeah. I wonder where he is. I K M Polly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, ruined his career here in New York. <laughs> well, think about it. when was the last time there was a starting quarterback who went eight years without being a starting quarterback, and then got another chance to be. And it's not like it's an injury thing. He's no. the starting quarterback of the Seahawks. He is. That He, he is the guy. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Good for, good for him for one night. No, no, not good for him. Gordon, I needed that game. Ah, well, you we weren't getting that game field goal or not, Larry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you needed like a I, broken play for a touchdown. and. No, what I needed is for Denver running backs to hold on to the football in the red zone. That's what I needed them to Two do. Two fumbles at the one-yard line. Are Two of them. Are you kidding me? Two of them. And you know what? I, 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 I made that pick, and I said, you know what? It's too, it's too easy. Yeah. That's too easy. <laughs> I and did it based on watching Geno. Right. I'm like, it's the first game. Yeah. He may get better. He's not going to – I mean, Russell Wilson's going to go in there. He's going to be revved up. Let right. me show you what you missed. I'm the guy, blah, blah. And, and oh, by the way, uh, you, for 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 uh, Seattle, your star safety hurt in the game. Jamal Adams, yeah. Not great so, for them. You know, so, you know, hopefully not nothing long-term, but – 
hurt again. This guy can't stay on the field, Gordon. He just no. can't stay on the field. Look, we, we talked about a lot of the mistakes that the Jets have made, trading him away. That ain't on that list. That no. was that that was a home run. And, and you know, just the Broncos, just to make one more point, mm-hmm. it's just one game. It's only one week. Right. In right. that division, you're going to need every game. You, you are. That West is tough. <sighs> West is tough. Send back to the phones. Charles in Brooklyn, you're next on 98.7. What's up? Hey, Larry. Um, it's Charles here. Um, Gordon is right. Why Why didn't they went with um, Mike White? They should have went with Mike White. Well, I hear what you're saying, Charles. I hear what you're saying, Charles. Thanks for the phone call. I just think, Gordon, that the bottom line was Flacco took all the snaps with the yeah. ones. I, and he's the backup guy. Yeah, I don't have a problem with starting Flacco week one, but now mm-hmm. we started Flacco week one, and we saw mm-hmm. what Flacco has, you know, at 37 years of age, what he's got. Mm-hmm. If you are of the belief, and I don't know, maybe this is just something you say, we have three starting quarterbacks. We feel like we got three starting quarterbacks on our team. Well, if that's if the first guy's not available and right. Zach Wilson's not available, and the second guy is Joe Flacco, I'll take what's behind door number three. <laughs> Especially after watching yesterday's show. Right. Because <laughs> because, because behind tour number two was not a trip to Hawaii. I'll tell you that. It was not. No. It was one of those bicycles with one wheel. <laughs> it was rice it, it was a box of rice aroni. Yeah, yeah. You know. It, it was it, no it, treat. It, it was no San Francisco treat, Larry. No, not at all. In the words of Let's Make a Deal, it was a zonk yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Rex Ryan was on with DiPietro and Rothenberg. You hear them 5 to 8 every day, Monday through Friday here on 98.7 ESPN. And he says, well, he weighs in on whether they should go with Mike White. I don't know how good Mike White is. But I don't know much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more Joe Flacco I can. Yeah, but I don't know how much more. Like Joe Flacco doesn't excite me at all, Rex. No, he doesn't because he's an old guy. Like, (laughs) there's no upside. But I got news for you, Mike White ain't the answer. (laughs) I mean, he ain't the answer. I know he had that one game against the Bengals, and you know, so did Clinton Longley. Here's the one thing. Hopefully, the young quarterback, all right, will sit back. Zach Wilson will sit back and learn a little bit watching a veteran guy. You know, I I thought it was – this was going to be a bad matchup anyway. That Baltimore Raven defense is legit. So you knew it was going to be a low-scoring, hard-fought game. You're trying to steal one. And, you know, and and it never happened. But I would kind of still – I'd still ride with Joe Flacco. I'm not a big uh, white white, quarterback. I'm not not a big fan of his. Gordon – what Zach Wilson learned yesterday, he already knew. Run because the offensive line is not good. He did that all last season. He already knows about that. He didn't learn anything from from Joe Flacco yesterday. I mean, like, I understand that maybe Mike White gets in there and he's a disaster, right? He's a young kid running behind a, an offensive line that's not protecting him. He doesn't have the, the, um, the chemistry with the weapons. But I know what I got in Joe Flacco, man. I've seen enough of Joe Flacco. I, re- I agree with Rick. At this point, it's just let's try something different. Let's try something against the grain because, you know, like it's uh, when they said in 40-year-old virgin, of course it feels wrong. What you've been doing, it's felt right and it hasn't worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got to try some wrong, and, and maybe Mike White will go in there and be a, a, an outright disaster. It, it can't be – at the end of the day, at least it has some upside. And as, as Rex Ryan even said, Joe Flacco's got no upside. And here's the other thing. In, in a perfect world, Gordon, maybe you would continue with Flacco. But this offensive line is not going to get better week no. two. It's going to be a little better, I would think, because you have a full week of practice. 
all right, with, with Fant on the left side. But it's not going to get much better, and you're looking at a guy who cannot run. No. So you need somebody that's got some mobility back there that can do that. I get about the decision-making. Yeah, it should be better. You're absolutely right from that standpoint. But if he can't, if he doesn't have time to throw the football, it doesn't matter what decisions he's going to make. He's not throwing the football. He doesn't have time. And they got to run the ball more this week than they did last week, too. Oh, it's not even a question. 59 times. They got it. They got to. They got to run the ball more. And they can't give up off the run. What are you doing? What are you You can't give up on the run. And that was a close game for a long part of the game. And even if it wasn't a close game, what do you think you're getting out of Joe Flacco? You think Joe Flacco is going to pass you back into the game? No. With with what you were watching from the offensive line and and, and the time that he had to throw? I don't know. And see, my thing is I get once you get after the third quarter, yeah, you got to throw. I get that. But, Gordon, early on, they should have kept the run going because here's what the other thing the run does. At least, all right, it sets you up with the play action, which you could have used eventually. And number two, if you're running the ball a little bit, it helps your defense stay off the field because now I get a chance to keep looking at spots to pick the to pick the holes in your defense in week one apart. I have, yeah. that, I have that opportunity because, you know, <laughs> they're on the field a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what there were. And Lafleur comes from the you know the Shanahan tree you know like the the, the that kind of offense right I know. and where it, 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 the run is is a major part of it. It is. Can you, do, do you, Gordon, do you realize that the Jets get this? The Jets ran seventy five plays yesterday. And they ran seventy nine plays, seventy five plays, fifty nine were passing, and Baltimore only ran fifty nine plays total. So the Jets had the ball all the time. They just couldn't yeah. do anything with it. Couldn't they couldn't anywhere. do nothing. You have 75 plays and you get nine points. I mean, come on, Gordon. That's not good. It's not good. They got to no. do something different. They have to have a whole different attitude when they play, Cle- play Cleveland next week. 1-800-919-3776. More of you want to talk? We'll hear from you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. All right, Dayball's coming from a winning organization that everybody sat and watched what he and Josh Allen were able to do in an unbelievable game against Kansas City uh, last playoffs, which changed the rule this year in the postseason. Uh, so you have more belief in him, right? Than, than you have mm-hmm. in in a you know a Robert Sala who was um, with was pretty successful with Frisco, but last year was not successful here. No, it gets old fast, man. It does. It, it really gets does. old fast when when you when you're not getting anything to go on, it go it gets old fast. And think about how bad it was yesterday for Joe Flacco that here we are, less than what a little over 24 hours later, that we're we're all saying maybe it's time to bring in the guy that was drafted in the fifth round four years ago. <laughs> 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 we're already thrown in the towel on Joe Flacco, and that's how bad it was because you know what Joe Flacco is. He'll, yeah. he'll kind of stabilize it, and he was brought in more, I think, to be the, the guy off the field rather than on mm-hmm. the field. Yes. And if he was brought in to be on the field, it's time to get him off the field. So, uh, no, he wasn't brought in. Mike White. Listen, th- that's why they had nobody here last year. <laughs> right. And I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe in some way it's better that, that Zach Wilson wasn't out there yesterday. You're right. Because he would have been running for his life as well. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's what's interesting, Gordon. We'll get to the calls in a second. If this, and hopefully it won't, but if this stays like this, I'm in no rush to bring Zach Wilson back. No. 
No, you know I, I have yeah. to really think. I have to really think long and hard. Am I going to bring him back fresh off a leg injury, the same leg that he had injured before, second time with that leg? Am I going to rush to bring him back? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be interesting to see. Well, it's it, all well and good to say we're not going to rush to bring him back. If they're 0-3, Larry, I mean, this is 0-1. Yeah. Yep. This is where we're at after 0-1. Yep. Yep. The, the coach and is listen. taking receipts, and he's going to shove them down exactly. people's throats. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, if they win Sunday, it's a new, yeah. g- it's new, new oh, game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. New game. Well, look, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's almost the same thing with, like, when people say about Saquon, oh, you know, you've been running down Saquon. It's up to Saquon, you know? Like, right. we're just judging the performance that we get. When it's a bad performance, we say it's a bad performance. The Jets are the ones that are in control of this. We're not in control right. of it. Nope, not at all. Give me not something to all. watch on Sunday, and we'll say, hey, you know what? That was a massive improvement. You know? Show me something. Show me something. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Show me something. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey. Hey, guys. Listen, Papa Lodge told me to tell you I did on his regards. He's on the men. You told me that the other day. I forgot to say that. All right, no problem. Um, you know, before I get into the, to these Jets and go full napalm, I just want you know, with, with Aikman and, and Buck on ESPN, I don't know if it's you guys. It sounded a little weird. But I was glad, you know, that ESPN didn't do Lisa Salters as dirty as Fox did Pam Oliver. You know what I mean? I'm glad they kept her around, man. <laughs> For real. Yeah, Lisa <laughs> does a great job. Lisa does a yeah, great man. job. Yeah, yeah. On, on a lot of different things, you know? Absolutely. A lot of different things, much yeah. less sideline reporting. That's for sure. Uh, you know, uh, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks didn't get that memo <laughs> that they had no chance to win. Good for them. You know, and um, now let's get to the Jets. I mean, and I hate to, you know, you know, rah, 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 sis, boom, bah. I mean, three hours before, y'all, the, the, the Homer Simpson report is it, really tough to listen to. You know, we talk about these Jets. You know, um, Gordon, you know, you you, you know, you, you you actually pissed me off, but in a good way, because you kind of you beat me to it. You said uh, the Aerosmith, um, same old song. I'm sitting in my house here thinking about what Chris was talking about, what music described the Jets. You know, I'm thinking about Digital Underground and Tupac. I mean, all around the world, the same song. It's the same old song. You know what I'm saying? And, and you, know, yep. it, you know, in the last days of Judge, the last days of Judge, and you know that's what's going on here. And the Yankees are, are, are fully immersed in their way to the ALDS exit early. You know, and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers wasting Joel Embiid's in prime. <laughs> wasting They're wasting his prime. You know, we, we had the P.J. Tucker and uh, Montrez Harrell. Woo! Really going to get us over the top <laughs> of the Eastern Conference. <laughs> but there's an acronym that I have for your boy Caesar Salah. And, you know, as he wraps this noose around his neck, you know, Slowly and, and, and firmly, you know. There's an STF, and the rest is Fu Manchu. You might want to, you know, like kind of take a, a heed to that. You know, you know, and positively with the Jets. You know, Gordon, you mentioned this before. Schedules are schedules. You got to play them. You don't know what's going to be what. When you looked at the Steelers the other day, you didn't look at them and say, you know, they weren't vulnerable. And then you looked at Green Bay. And you you don't look at them the same way you might have looked at them last year. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland game is absolutely winnable, but it's going from being a winnable game to being a must win game because the coach can't keep his mouth shut, you know. And uh, you know, I'm sorry, I don't care what you say. Fifty nine passes, whether you're behind, equal, or whatever, 
was absolutely ridiculous with a 37-year-old quarterback. But, you know, when it comes to Joe Flacco or Mike White or bringing Strebler up off the practice squad, which I think would be a wise thing to do while Wilson is out, I just got a question for you guys. And, you know, it's a rhetorical question because I pretty much know the answer. Why the Jets in this situation with this whether Flacco can play or Mike White can play? Answer is you drafted a guy who can't see the field correctly, but more importantly, can't stay on. So, you know, in the long run, you know, history, look at any draft. You tell me what draft. If the Jets would have had the second pick and the 28th pick and they pick Wilson on the 28th pick, then you know what? You can't really get mad at them. There's no draft in NFL history where Zach Wilson was the second-best player available. So, you know, when this thing all winds out, you know, and Keyshawn Johnson's been all over it, and I can't stand his ass. He, he, he loves to poke fun at the Jets in New York. You know, that's all that really is. But he's right. I'm not firing Salah this year when they go 5 and 12, which we know they're going to go. I'm not getting rid of Joe Douglas this year, and I'm not getting rid of Zach Wilson this year. Not based on any of them doing anything that merits them keeping their positions, unless Salah turns this thing around, which he possibly can. But guess what? I don't want no Bryce Young. He's little. Mm. I don't want no C.J. Stroud. He's a product of the system. The kid in USC is what you're looking for. And I don't want the guys who are here picking him, coaching him, or whatever, if we have another miserable season. So, you know, Lincoln Riley's a quarterback whisperer. Look at the three quarterbacks he's had. They all got the Heisman. They all, you know, got drafted high. That's what I'm looking at. You know, anyway. Yeah, I hear you, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. I found call. a great sign that he's already looking at the draft after one game. One game. One he's game. Done. He's Googling mock drafts 2023. Scary. Lee's in Brooklyn. What's up, Lee? Hey, sorry. I had to take your Bluetooth. Enjoying the show very much. Uh, Larry, uh, mm-hmm. this is, and how you doing, Gordon? Uh, Larry, with the situation with the um, with the Jets mm-hmm. and the Giants, again, they're good teams. And we saw good games yesterday. And we look forward to seeing how the Jets and the Giants are going to put things together to continue the season. So I'm basically saying just like tonight with the uh, Geno Smith situation where everybody thought he wasn't a good player, He's in a good system. He's in a better system. And it's working for him. And he's improved his play. So I don't really look forward to seeing the Jets go to the Super Bowl this year or the Giants go to the Super Bowl. But I do expect to see a good season. Well, i tell you what, Lee. Thanks thanks for the phone call. Uh, I don't know. Based on yesterday, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to the racetrack. <laughs> I wouldn't be buying the parade route. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be buying the playoff tickets just yet. No, Giants, look, be. Giants gave you something, and they that's did. what you're looking for. Uh, they did. You're looking for some. Again, they gave you more yesterday than the Jets have really given you in a year and a game. So mm-hmm. that that says something, and that's all we're yeah. looking for. We're looking for some reason to hope that they'll have some meaningful football late in the year. And at this point, it feels like the only team that's the possibility is the Giants because you didn't get anything from the Jets. Nothing at all. Uh, real quick, let's go to Corey and Queens. Corey, you're next on 98.7. 
Hello, gentlemen. I know it's the turn, Gordon. You know I love you. Dude, I am a Jets fan. I don't think I told you guys that before. And I'm not panicking yet because I got a couple of different issues on the Jets. One thing, I think they're not playing Mike White because they don't want that pressure on Zach Wilson for goes out and plays well. Look how Paul, you're messing up your, your lines ball. dropping. Sorry, we got to move on. I oh, hear what man, you're my... saying, but but here's the bottom line, Gordon. Uh, let's be honest. This is about wins, and and if you're the head coach of the Jets, you don't care who the quarterback is. You need to get some wins on this on, on your on your resume here. So. Uh, if Mike White can get you some wins and steer you some wins, Gordon, you better put Mike White in the game. If you can get a win in September, you take it any way you can get it. You know, and, I, and look, I'm not telling you he's going to win any of the next two games or no. however long he would play. But I, I, I mean, it does look like you have some skill position players that can actually do some stuff. Mm-hmm. So then why would you be focusing the offense on Joe Flacco throwing it 59 times? Yeah. I don't get it. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense.